How does it feel? Uh, great. The Red Wings are back, baby. Oh, we're <laughs> so back. back we're so back. It's, it's nice. Like, I was kind of getting used to not looking forward to the draft and just one fail swoop in one week go 0 and 4. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm looking at Brad Lambert Lambert's stats. You know, Rudker McGordy, you know, all the good guys, you know. Oh, 3 and 1. Thank you. I'm sorry, we got a big point out of those. <laughs> um, yeah. Red Wings are back, you know. It's just like last year never left. Well, especially we're going d- into the after the last la- the last pod and we're like Oh, we, these are forgettable games. <laughs> yeah, do you remember our last episode when I said if the Reddings have any want to make the playoffs, they have to win, or if they go four for four here? Boy, oh boy. Did these they... were four games that were super winnable. Should have, especially, yeah, two of them especially. Two yeah, of them yeah. especially. Um, but yeah, anyway, this is the Production Line Podcast. Welcome in. Uh, I'm your host, Garth Wickham. Grant Wickham. Andy. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to touch on these games uh, for better or for worse. And yeah, do some fun stuff at the end. We'll we'll look towards the future a little bit with uh, a little prospect update. (laughs) That's like the only positives right now. Um, Shane Wright looks pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a Red Wing prospect yet. Well, you know. (laughs) Right. I'm, I'm willing to settle for Matt Savoy. Uh, yeah, that's even... called settling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've have you seen his highlights this year already. Like he's unbelievable. Uh, no, I haven't. I saw enough of his USHL highlights last year that I'm just set. He had a really sick goal. He went end to end and wrister. Like unbelievable snapshot. I mean, he's like, not very big. First in the dub in points. First or second. Yeah, I like him and I like Connor Geeky as well. Like that team's Winnipeg stack. Winnipeg stack. They have Lambos too. Oh, Carson Lamb. I like Carson Lambos. Yeah. All right, yeah, so the Red Wings, uh, big road trip, and yeah, it didn't go well at all. I suppose we could start off with the Columbus game, which um, honestly should have been a win. That was the most fun game to watch out of these four. And that's saying something. Yeah. Because that game was extremely flawed. We had points in that game where we looked really good. I mean, obviously the first period, we go into the first period 2-0, uh, let me just jump right into the fun. How about that pass to Larkin there? That, that really vision, nice. that vision from Raymond, the effort from Bertuzzi in front, where it forces Boone Jenner just to haphazardly throw a, a puck to the middle of the ice. That, that was, was great, really nice. And then we get um, <laughs> Michael Rasmussen with the absolute BB from the sidewall. There is it. Was it? Is it bad that I actually was mad when that happened and he scored there? He looked mad that he <laughs> scored. Uh, I was thinking to myself, I'm, I'm like, he does not deserve this at all. If anyone's going to score a goal like that, it should be like someone that actually does something on the ice. Like Adam Ernie, maybe. Yeah, maybe even like Adam he, Ernie. Carter Rowdy, even. even. <laughs> yeah. I would have I taken a Carter Rowdy goal. I would have taken honest. a Giovanni Smith goal over my Carter uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit, but. Uh, That's what I mean, yeah. but. Anyway, yeah. Now that one was a really like Elvis. Pro- oh yeah, I want to talk about Elvis a little bit. Uh, what? How are we feeling about those pads? Yay or nay? No, I like them. Those are so right. ugly. 
I like him too. I haven't seen a single person that doesn't like him besides me. Uh, oh, Ryan Fugue, yeah. who may or may not listen to this, hates him. So you got Ryan on your side. Perfect. I was talking to Chase about it. He's like, these are disgusting. I'm like, I know they are gross. And he goes, well, you guys all three no, of you are wrong. That, he goes, no, gross in a good way. Oh, yeah. I was like, right, you Chase are right. so drunk. Those are horrible. <laughs> don't even awesome. match. Well, it's an ode to, uh, was it San- or Sanford? Was the Columbus goalie that wore those, Andy? Am I, or am I just blown smoke? Uh, I think, I, I believe so, yes. Okay. But yeah, I it was kind of like a, a throwback to him. And the fact, I also like their third jerseys are like, uh, honestly, are unbelievable. I love yeah, those they jerseys. Are. Those are nice. nice. I also like Columbus's colors anyway. I think they I like have their goal horn too. Ugh, it's annoying when they score five on you. I love their goal horn. Not when they're playing the Red Wings, but. Yeah. I like Columbus in general. Like, I, I kind of root for them. I, I like them. I like what they're doing. I just like a lot of their, like, young players, like Jake Bean. I'm a huge Jake Bean guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gus, Gus Nyquist had an absolute awesome game. He was great for Columbus in this game. He scored last night, I think, too. Or this morning. Are they playing today or last night? I think it was last night, but he's been picking up his game recently. He's started to put up points. Like, not, not that he's ever playing bad. It's just he's not put up the points there. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the Red Wings, honestly, like, they all played the Blue Jackets in the first period. It was all Red Wings. Um, I thought that second line had some good looks in this game. Like, Zadina looked like he was coming out pretty good. And Thomas Grice was in, and he looked great. And then all of a sudden it just it just goes all it just goes to shit. Um I should mention before though, like uh, I had I had a note here, but Cole Sillinger getting robbed by Grice in the PK or Grice in the power play like so many times. <laughs> that was nice. awesome. Cole Sillinger yeah. probably had five shots in that power play. Yeah, it was insane. Also great young player. Yeah. We yeah. said that we Grant Grant, we said that though in the draft. We said we wanted I, I wanted Cole Sillinger at sixth. Yeah, I would have taken Cole Sillinger's, even though Edvinson's great. I would I, take Cole Sillinger. I think I would take Edvinson over him now, but I would too. Just, just at the draft, I really wanted an explosive like, forward, and he's that. Yeah, he's been great. Um, he's fun. He's actually fun to watch. Which he is. Columbus yeah. doesn't have a whole lot of those guys, really. No, uh, like they, they're kind of always been a team that's been done it by done it by committee, except like Rick Nash was the superstar, right. Which also that um I should bring like oh, I like I liked Rick Nash a lot as a player so I'll throw out like congrats to him for getting his number retired and I thought yeah. that video was super cool yeah it was I still haven't yeah. seen it he like they're having they called a meeting for everyone in like the the locker room and like the president was down there and everything and the GM and Yarmo was like ta- he was talking he's like we've never had a player play like this guy before ever and hit team history and. We've never had a number retired, and and all of a sudden, like it starts playing a video, and it's it's Rick Nash, and that's when he found out, and it was like really cool. He hated all the public attention, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard like about what went on and like how they presented to him and stuff. I just haven't seen the video itself. Yeah, it was cool. It was heartwarming. Yeah, yeah all of his his kids were in on it. Like his kids gave him a hug. It's yeah, he's like to see that. Didn't they kind of just retire um, ninety though this year? You mean eighty? Well, yeah, 80, sorry, yeah. I don't know if they, like, I mean, I think they kind of did, but I don't think the number's going to go in the rafters. I think, they, I, they, I think they I thought they raised a banner for it. Maybe they did. I don't remember. Oh, maybe it's Camaro of that banner, but yeah, not I think it might be more there, just kind of nobody's going to wear it again type deal. Yeah, kind of. I think that's yeah. what I, I kind of view it as. But then, yeah, yeah kind of go back into the rest of this game. Boone Jenner ends up scoring right away. 
Um, zero again. coverage. Zero coverage. He always scores against the Red Wings. Literally, he's, he's he a killer. Red Wings killer. He's a Red Wing killer. He is. He'll, he he'll, literally, he'll, like... Okay, go ahead. Honestly, in recent memory, I don't remember a game that Jenner hasn't had at least a point against the Wings. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, in the Blue Jackets history, like, for against the Red Wings, we had Boone Jenner, but then before that, we had Cam Atkinson. Cam Atkinson. I think of when I hear three Red Wings killers, I hear Tyler Johnson, Cam Atkinson, and Boone Jenner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's nailing. It. That's that's nailing it perfectly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he literally no coverage at, at all. I don't remember who's on the ice, but we had yeah Boone Jenner just skirted all the way down and just banged on the rebound. Grice had no chance at all, and then this just started like the defensive lapse of. Yeah, what would what would be the the theme of the week? We had Boquist, a defenseman, get his own rebound, somehow score. That was, that was so that was so embarrassing. That's ridiculous. That was horrible. How do you let yeah. him just walk through? And it was a bad rebound by Grice. But before that, how do you just let Boquist just lollygag? He wasn't even skating hard. I'm not even gonna pretend I know who's on the ice because the whole defense, honestly, this week was pretty rough. Yeah. I don't have the many one nice things. Really, the goal that really pissed me off was there was the third one. Oh my! I know exactly who was on the ice for that one. Yeah. So we'll get, but anyway, like the Red Wings, kind of they really don't deserve to win this game. Like I going to the third, I'm like they're gonna lose. And then with six minutes left, they the Raymond scored. I think that was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like seven minutes, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Raymond. Yeah. Great forecheck by Bertuzzi to get the puck out in front of Raymond. And Raymond, it just shows how great of a release he has. Unbelievable, right, right <laughs> off, right on his stick, right off his stick. Great shot. Oh, was it actually like a like it wasn't a hard shot, but Elvis doesn't have time to set up there when he releases it that quickly. It was good, good placement too. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go three two, and then the goal you're alluding to, Chinnikov, the yep. other 2020 pick in this game, uh, gets a little half breakaway after Horonic and Letty don't know which side they're supposed to be on well there's he goes through well he doesn't go through he just yeah kind of goes through he doesn't go around well they ran they ran into each other yeah yeah the two defensemen ran into each other and then the guy would be on the right side whoever that forward was i can't remember bumps into letty yep bumps into letty and then the guy that would be on the left wing just sits there and watches him go between him and peronic and he goes in it's like what somebody get a stick on him somebody get something my question is, how are three guys in the neutral zone so close to each other on the same yeah. team? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Especially two defensemen. Like you can't be that. Cl- like I understand you're supposed to play dots defensively. Like you're supposed to be between the two faceoff dots. Right. But that Good doesn't ice. mean be right on top of each other. Well, it looked like they both like. I don't know if Letty was kind of like getting ready to join the rush, which there wasn't a rush. We didn't have possession. Goal. Exactly. Like, like, I don't know if he's going for a change or anything like that, like, or what was going on. But then he just like changed his mind, and then ran into Horonic, and yep. Horonic was stepping up. Which, if you have the D support, if Letty was back, okay, right play because it's a one on three, almost four. You can you can kind of afford to like try and knock him knock him off the puck or knock the puck away from him. But right. they just bump into each other. The other four bumps into Letty, and then that that fourth guy that was kind of half-assed back-checking just sits there and watches. Like, he could have got a stick on him. He was close enough to get a stick on him. Yeah, for sure. He just watches him skate around Peronic, Letty, that little tripod of a 
pylon you got going on there. Letty had a rough he had a rough week. Yeah, yeah, he did. Our whole defensive core did though. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. be pointing out guys, but I might I might point out some guys later. We'll see. We'll see. How I'm feeling a little fiery about this week. Um, but yeah, talk about Igor Chinikov. That guy's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a sweet release. A little Sally too. Oh, I made it feel like I would have loved to see that like against yeah. any other team. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. 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 Um, he, you know, he's his, he's a player. He's good. Yeah. Well, like him. I mean, all most young prospects in the NHL. It's like a key aspect. But those first three steps he has are explosive. Gone mm. too. Well, he's a he's a goal scorer too in the Traverse yeah. City tournament. He had what six goals in three he games. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, he's a good player. Columbus has done a really good job. Picking where, like, they've done like where their position they've picked and picking players that are good. Yeah. Especially the 2021 draft. Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, and Corson Coleman's. Yes. He's having a pretty good season at Wisconsin. He's like second in points. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good defenseman. And Wisconsin's pretty weak this year, but still. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Kind of finished off this game. Warinsky scored off of a, it was a, such a weird play. That got, was a horrible shift by Cider. Yeah. He also turned got, over the puck at the blue line. Yep. And then went to recover, turned over the puck again in the D zone, bounced to Nyquist, and Nyquist passed up to Wierenski. Yeah. Yeah, that was dogged uh, effort by Nyquist, but like also it should have never happened. Yeah, that should – you shouldn't turn over the puck in the blue line there <laughs> with no. that much time left. Yeah, and again, it's to be expected that defense, like a defenseman his age is going to be making mistakes like this. And I just expect a little bit more from him because I don't know if that's exactly fair. I understand he's put in the position where he is because he has to, because we have no other defenseman. Well, it's just already how good he is already. I know. Mistake, yeah. I know mistakes are going to happen, but yeah, at that time in the game is your worst time to make a mistake. Make it I'd almost like five minutes into the game for cider. It sucks that he's stuck with such a, Awful pet partner. No, they they need to change up pairings immediately. Well, there is a certain guy on the on the waiver waiver wire that uh, we could bring back or bring in that for cider. Who's that? Oh, Jelena. Um, Jelena. Yeah, that'd be a train wreck, probably. Probably, but it'd be very funny. It would be kind of funny. Yes, his old partner from Rogla, mm-hmm. Eric Eric Jelena. When he was, uh, he's getting bought out now, isn't he? It was termination, so I'm assuming he's probably going to end up going back to Rogla, to be completely honest. So, I don't know. Like He I looked just... really bad in the AHL game when I watched him. Really? Yeah, he had like three penalties in like 10 minutes. He's not very fast. Ooh. No. Um, but yeah, kind of Wierenski ended up scoring, which went off Suter as well, I should say. So it's not really like it was a point shot, and that was a tough one for Grice to see. And then Texier finishes off the empty netter. And again, that's a game... If you're up two zero and on on the road, that, that game you should not be losing. You should not be letting up five goals. It was two nothing after the one. It was after two nothing after the first period. Five goals in two periods is not good. And they're missing line A, which put me and, and Domi. They're missing and Domi, Domi too. Uh, no. Speaking of Texier, though, did you see his goal last night? Oh, I was going to mention that. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that was unreal. And on Mark Stone, holy shit, dude. He's, he's really so skilled. silky. He's skilled, yeah. but like the consistency for him is the biggest question. Like he's very skilled. It's just the point of getting out like that, uh, that consistency from him. Yeah. Kind of, kind of I know, 
Go ahead. Well, kind of the same talk that they had about uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois when he was in Columbus, too. He's having a great year. Yeah, great year for Winnipeg this year, yes. Start, yeah. Great start. But I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> that was a lot of talk around. Like, when uh, he was in Columbus, he had spurts, but inconsistency. Yeah, for sure. That's why Torts hated him. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Torts. <laughs> it's because he's Torts, yeah. Um, Yeah, so we could go into the... I had a thought. I had to write something down, but uh, give me a second. I'm gonna be very confused about that now because I didn't finish it. Hmm. I, want, I have like a, I have like a talking point for later, but I don't want to like I don't want to break up like the. It's kind of like a more fun topic at the end. But uh, it's not the fun part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're gonna get the yeah we're gonna get the least fun part out of the out of the out of the way. But like again, like with this game, um, middle six just didn't show up, and it's kind of like the issue all weekend. We kind of have. I think, I think Bertuzzi kind of had a lackluster week, if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought that, honestly, I don't know why my Adobe Flash player is popping up. That's great. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. I don't know what was going on with that. Um, but yeah, honestly, we're getting carried by Larkin and Raymond, and and when Adelkovich is in the net. And uh, everything else is just a crapshoot. Whoever shows up, shows up, and it just, it really decides the games. Yeah, and even it's... then, if anyone else shows up, it's not for the whole game, in my opinion. No, it's and I, I would I would say for the most part, Cider has been like I, this is one of his worst like stretches, and he's still mm-hmm. he's still our best defenseman. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I agree to some point of that because uh, he's takes the workload. But most consistently has been Gus Lindstrom. Yeah, and I mean, he just doesn't get the minutes. He's playing like 15 a night. Which is fine. Yeah. You probably don't, you don't want to. I just think he doesn't make many many mistakes. And it's great now that like you're getting, um, you're having good plays from your six defenseman, but that's just what it is. It's your six defenseman. And your, you know, your production's two from five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's great that your one and six defensemen are playing okay. But it's the rest of the decoys that's killing us right now. And you look yeah. and you look great. You have your top two forwards performing as what they should be. They're point per game. Bertuzzi's also point per game, but he hasn't scored. He he had one assist the whole week. It's not good enough. I mean, your line's still producing. There's been a couple games where I haven't just noticed Bertuzzi. Yeah, I there. think the I, I should I like I think the last two like the last two games, the Vegas and the Arizona game were where he was the weakest. Yeah, I thought the Dallas game he looked pretty good. There was just that game was just kind of flawed in general. So, and yeah, the inconsistency in the second line, the third line. I think Vlad's still playing okay, but again, it's just great. Your third line winger is playing good. That doesn't really do much in the scheme of things. No, I should. I should like. I forgot to point out with this game. So for all week, Joe Valeno was called up from the Mitchell Stevens injury because Mitchell Stevens was put on IR. Right. Um, and I know we had some thoughts about Joe Valeno playing fourth line center, and I guess we should maybe we should touch on that right now. I don't know what do you guys. How'd you? I know Grant had some opinions on it. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. There's no reason he shouldn't be on the third line right now. If you're going to have him up, he's better than Rasmussen already. And I, quite frankly, haven't seen noticed anything really from Valeno or Rasmussen. So if that's the case, send him down. There's no reason you can't just bring someone up to put on the fourth line. That's more of a fourth line player. Right. If that's the role you're going to use him, that's kind of what I thought. 
And we had that discussion as well with like, I'm like Chase Pearson would have made a lot of sense if that's what the role you're just going to use him for. Um, I don't necessarily like looking back. I don't think Joe Valeno played bad in that role. Like I think honestly, like a couple of games, especially Vegas still going to be in that role. Probably. I want to, I need to make note of that. Actually let's do it now. I'm whatever. Okay. For moving forward. What do you like lines? This can't stay. Am I wrong? Uh, there's no. just not a whole lot you can do. That middle six just needs middle, actually bottom three lines need need changing, and the defense needs changing. And yeah, because you can't change up the first line. There are only good line. Right. Uh, Correct. I I don't have an answer for you right now. Literally, that second line's been very disappointing. But how do you change that up? Right. The, jump, the, only move, the, only, the only move is like that makes sense is have Valeno up on that line. Mm-hmm. And, and <clears> we just talked about he hasn't looked good enough to be on that line. Yeah. It's hard to look good when you're playing on the fourth line, though. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen if he gets the opportunity to do that. Right. I, I'd say give him, try and give him a shot, see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You're, you're not like the way we've been playing, you're not going to, it's not going to hurt us. If it doesn't work out, no. it's probably if, if it doesn't work out, it's probably going to still be the same, if not slightly better or we're slightly the, worse. We're right? going to get the same results if yeah, it doesn't work. Exactly. I don't know. I just think, yeah, you can do a couple of things, I guess. I don't really think about that. I mean, you could just – I like the idea of bumping Valeno up to that second line to center Fabry and maybe Ernie. Yeah, yeah he's – and, and you have like Suter, Zadina, and, and Vlad, and you have Ras, and just who cares? Try, try something. Yeah. Well, it's like another thing. Like the third line's definitely like they had a rough weekend, but this game especially, they were uh, they were minus three, minus four. Like all the players were at least minus three, and then I think I forgot who was minus four this game for the was third it, line. Was it? Uh, was it not I Ras? Was, I don't. It might have been. I don't. I, I wouldn't I, surprise me. But yeah, I, I'll, look, I, I'll look it up real quick. I okay, got cool. you. All right. Um, yeah. No, that was... Our Nemestikov was minus four. And then Letty and Hironic oh, were three and two. I'm thinking of the Dallas game. That's what they sucked in the Dallas that's game. Not, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I had it, I had it mixed up. But um, with the – yeah, so we can go to the Dallas game, I guess. I want to talk about how – uh, excuse my French, fucking terrible that broadcast was. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, I can't listen to that. I was disappointed in Kevin Weeks, too. I thought Kevin Weeks wasn't good either. The comments Agreed. about the comments about Larkin Larkin's hit, that really that really irked me. The uh, we're getting hit by Ben. So it was a little pu- so it was like they're talking about Leah Hextall called it a little push. No, that's a cross check to the neck. Okay. And then Kevin Weeks goes to talk about how much of a warrior Jamie Ben is, as they're showing the the replay. It's not a, it's a cheap shot. Yeah. Congrats, you're a tough guy. You can cross someone on the neck. That's yeah. pathetic. I was a little, I was disappointed in Kevin. And all of the broadcast had to offer for the Red Wings was that Kevin Weeks can name random suburbs in Lower Michigan, and <laughs> Leah Hextall only knows that Larkin and Raymond play for the Red Wings. Well, and. Rasmus and gets Rasmus and Raymond mixed up because they're, they're really similar in size. 
There's two. There, there was like th- two yeah. or three times where where someone a Red Wing had the puck and she called them Raymond, and it was yeah. not Raymond. Yeah, no. I'm all. Uh, I'm usually pretty. Um, not uncritical of announcing because I know it's tough. You have so many names and to try and know everybody. Right. But that that was pitiful. And all I've seen online is the same. It's the same thing. Regardless, like it's everyone's in agreement that she's not bringing. And it's, I'm glad they try. Like ESPN's trying something. Like I mean, like this is like I think the first play-by-play woman that I can think of. I know there's like color commentators that were are female, but I can't think of anyone that did play-by-play. And that's cool that they tried it, but like she's not. I, I'm game. Like if um like Emily Kaplan, like I know she can't call games, but she's been wonderful. Like in her job, you have AJ Malesko who does a great job in color commentating, right? It's not that. It's just that she's not good at com. Like she kind of, she just sounds so bland. She sounds monotone, almost. Right. And it, it irks me. And then not knowing information about the other team, it's all about. If I wasn't a Red Wing fan watching the game, I wouldn't have known the Red Wings were playing. That's that's my honest opinion. This this is the Dallas game. This is the Dallas game. This is the one that it, uh, I tried watching and I couldn't watch. Yeah, because it's on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was rattled. <laughs> So rattled. You didn't miss anything. You didn't I miss know, much, I was, yeah. But I, I literally reserved the whole evening to watch the game, go to watch it. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. And we have ESPN Plus and it was blacked out here for some reason. We will uh, we'll, uh, send you the uh, – we can the send link. you the site. We'll send you yeah. the site. Yeah. We'll, get you the, well, we'll get you the good stuff. At that point, I was already pissed off. I was like, I'm just going to bed. Screw this. Yeah, it's good stuff. Grant and I will cover this. So, yeah, first period – Shots were twelve to four. Nadalkovic decided he was going to be the only player that showed up. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say this right now: Nadalkovic should be the starting goalie moving forward. There's no reason that Nadalkovic shouldn't be getting four out of five starts moving forward. I agree. Nadalkovic has been probably better, but probably Rice hasn't been bad. He's been inconsistent. I guess Especially of late, so many chances in the Columbus game. I didn't watch much of the Vegas. Game. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have the issue with the Columbus game. I thought. It, I actually. I thought the Columbus game. Christ was solid. He was not the problem. The Vegas game. He was not good. Defensively though, and offensively, there's just been a mess. But yes, Nedeljkovic has been better. I don't know about four out of five. You have to keep a goalie somewhat fresh, especially someone like Rice, who I think is actually good. Maybe two out of three. That's I what like I mean. Four yeah, maybe five's much, a little much. Maybe I'm over exaggerating, but again, you I are, think you are over exaggerating. I don't want to overhaul Nadelkovich now. He's just he's getting on a kind of roll here. He's getting, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna get overwhelmed with a team that's doing this bad as of late. Mm-hmm. I think so. With this long break, I want Nadelkovich to start again against St. Louis. Is what I'm saying because we have I, four four day break. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, maybe give him and, three of five. Yeah, it's kind of like the split I'm looking for, right? Yeah. And you look for you look towards like Blasio made the comments in the like before the season started that he planned to run a tandem in the beginning of the year, and once a goalie got a hot start, like what's on a hot streak playing wise, he would run that goalie. And Nedeljkovic since since the first game of the season has done just that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, that's just my opinion right now, and I think he, again in this Dallas game he was great. He had that sick save on the blocker there he basically punched the puck yeah um yeah this game this game is a mess we had 
I think it was, it was three nothing. The Red Wings went down three nothing in this game. Um, yeah. Jamie Ben of course scores because you know Why we don't deserve just... yeah what we don't deserve nice things. And of course, there's a turnover from Larkin too. Yeah, just to really capitalize it. Oh, it sucked. That sucked. Um, but Blashill called a really smart timeout in this game, and I thought that really changed. I thought it really changed the pace of this game. Right there, I think there. I think the Red Wings would have won if if yeah, the situation. Yeah, the situation, which, which really fucking pissed me off. That's such bullshit. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, immediately after that, nobody really talked about this, and I talked about I talked about it in my article. But Blashill flipped Zadina and and Valeno on the line, so Zadina was playing fourth line wing in this game, and immediately when the fourth line goes out, they score, and Zadina looks like he's actually on a miss a mission. He finds open ice. Sam Gagne throws a sweet backhand pass, and Zadina shoots like he actually gives a shit about scoring, the, like scoring. Which is what he like. That's been my biggest complaint about Zadina this year is he's not he's shooting just to shoot. Like he gets any like any opportunity to shoot like anywhere on the ice, and it's not high quality. His five on five shooting percentage is three percent. Just that's not good. Yeah, he's. Uh... He's lost. He's lost. Yeah. I know I defended I defended him big time last week. I put my neck out for him. And this was a big week for him. And I know he scored in this game, but he there's after that, like there was nothing. Like he had no confidence. You had this, I think it was yeah, the Arizona game where he slams his stick after not getting a whistle and it's it's not good. He's not in a good headspace. It's obvious. Yeah, um, he's on the struggle bus there. For, he's on the struggle bus. Big he's time. been on the struggle bus since he joined the league. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. His nineteen twenty season was pretty good. Rookie year, he was a half a point a game in his twenty eight games he played. Right. And, yeah, yeah. And was legitimately good. That's twenty eight games. I guess he only played like a hundred. What four, three, six, yeah. hundred six now. Yeah. Um, it's still very early in his career, and obviously things could change. Snap, snap of a finger. I just think he's struggling way too much to say snap of a finger. He's this player. So that whole line's struggling. Like I'm not yeah. gonna. Zadina's not the only one that I want to like. I agree with it. Right. Those guys have had their moments where I'm like, well, I'm confident that they're gonna have a really good game. I'm never confident Zadina's gonna be having a really good game. To be quite honest with you, I'm not like. I've been more recently disappointed. Like there was early times in the season where I'm like, Zadina's going to get it and he's going to find it. And I thought he was. And then more recently, especially this week, I, I'm like, I don't see it. Like he's, he's, he's not bringing anything to me. No. Um, so yeah. So it's three, one. And then right away, draw another penalty and Raymond decider to Larkin Larkin. I, that was probably the nicest goal he scored in his career. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. That's not true. He's had well, a lot what, of nice goals. I'm, that's his best shot ever. Best shot, maybe. The only other one I can think that rivals it is the LA one where he danced everyone and and then danced. I think it was quick and that I don't care. I don't know who it was. Yeah, it was quick. But, um, it was quick. Okay, that's the only other one I can think that rivals it. Um, great shot, and then immediately so it goes three two into the third, and um, Larkin's down on the bench. Start of this period. So Suter ends up getting moved back up, and then Zadina goes back up on the second line. And then the Red Wings lose all momentum. We lose 5-2. With a Luke Glenn ending assist. 
Okay, yeah, I want to talk about the Luke and Glenn Eddie assist because it was a face-off win because, of course, it was. And empty netter for Jason Robinson. Robertson. Hilarious because the Red Wing fans, all, all the jokes we made is Luke Glendening only brings face-offs, and guess what? It comes to bite us in the ass. Yeah. There was a lot of that this game, a lot of biting of the ass. Jamie Benn yeah. scoring, and then Luke Glendening getting the assist. Rick Bonus out coaching Jeff Blash because I've been hard on Rick Bonus, even though it proved this week he proved he was an asshole. Is the Riley Tufty thing? Yeah. That was a joke. That's Mike Babcock right there. Actually, Jeff Blaschel, too. Yeah. Both of them both of them have done stuff like that. The Jeff Blaschel with Dennis Chalowski. What did um, he do with Dennis Chalowski? He yeah. him in Vancouver. The first game back in Vancouver. Oh. In front of his That's... hometown. People he brought people there and scratched them. Yikes. It's not good. Yeah. It's kind of a shitty thing to do. The player spends thousands of dollars for tickets and then nah, you're not playing. And who who off of uh was it was it Felino? I think it was Felino that it, someone someone yeah someone threw Tufty or no, oh it was Dallas it was um who was helping him no I it was someone this. on the opposing team I'm pretty sure oh was I don't, yeah. I don't think so who, I think you're they, right I think I think I did see it was a Minnesota player that was helping out yeah Tufty. I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Felino sent him money to like help pay cover some of the tickets that's insane was it I'm I pretty sure was. that's I forgot it, who it was. It was something bizarre like that. I was like, oh, goodness. Like, Yeah, it looked real bad for and, – and then Rick Bonus says, like, it was my assistant coach's decision. Well, you have over say over the assistant coach. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. There's a reason why you're the head coach. Yeah, exactly. Make some decisions. Play him two minutes. Who cares? Yeah, he gets to be in front of his hometown. Yeah. And he was doing, like, press for it and stuff too. Like, oh, right. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. This did not age well. <laughs> not age well, no. Um, yeah, this game, again, just no killer instinct. I mean, we had the killer instinct for like 10 minutes, and then as soon as Larkin gets out, pin into the balloon, lose all momentum. Right. And we find out that Larkin was put into COVID protocol after a what we thought was a positive test, and then it comes out the next day it was a false positive, which, good thing. But I want to point out that Grant was saying he's pissed, and I, I agree that the system is not figured out yet with this. So I have an explanation. So it was the what happened was Dallas messed this up. It wasn't the league, it was Dallas because Dallas's test processing site is for some reason not up to date with the other one. So it takes longer to get back a positive test. And so that's why he was taken out mid game versus having the test result before the game. So if you look at it that way, if we would have got it in the beginning of the game, he wouldn't have played. So yeah, it's still so, I don't know. I just think the whole shit is so stupid. It's yeah. Just I mean, false positives and stuff like that. It's so annoying. It hurts the team quite a bit. I, that's a game they should have won. After I don't know if they should have won. They played awful in the beginning. So I don't, I, they, I don't miss, they had the, so much momentum. They had so much momentum that I agree that like if Larkin was still in the game, they would have won. But yeah. again, you can't like you can't just dis- disagree with like the first uh, twenty five minutes of this game. Or, I don't you know. know like I just minutes, think the way they bounced back is a game they sh- they outplayed them in the second. Right. They should have came back and won that game. Right. But I mean, I'm glad. I thought right away. I thought it was a Larkin injury. I was like, great, here we go again. Right. Um. But now he ends up being it's just the the test and what's that. Oh, so it was Nick Mustad. Just oh, so it wasn't Minnesota player. 
yeah, it was Nick yeah. Bustad that helped. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's all. I, yeah, I remember, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. I, I was they, going off Minnesota. Were they playing why. Minnesota that night too? That's why. That's why Tufty was going home. That's in yeah. because he's a Minnesota guy. Oh, okay. They're yeah. playing in Minnesota. Didn't they lose yeah. like seven two or something like that? Yeah, good. Because Tufty didn't play. Yeah, it's literally because of that. I thought he looked really good in uh, Traverse. The Detroit. City. Oh, the Traverse City. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's also what like twenty four at this point now. He's a twenty sixteen pick. I mean, he just has a big body and stuff. He's a big boy. He was a, he was sick in high school. I remember like watching his highlights when he was playing for Minnesota High School. I think he played for Adina. I think. I think so. Yeah. They're always a wagon. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that game, there was no scheduled practice after that, and it came out that the false positive. Also, another Larkin thing: the Gallagher, the Gallagher fine for literally the same exact thing. That one was worse, in my opinion. That was worse. Larkin's was more warranted than Gallagher's was. Gallagher was just battling with the guy. And he, just and he decided to sock him in the face. Out. That was horrible. Yeah. Unprovoked. Gallagher well, does way worse things than Larkin does. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever been suspended, but. He's a rat. He's a rat, yeah. That pisses me off. He's, he's stupid. A, yeah, he's a poor version of Marshawn. Yeah. He's a less yeah. talented Brad Marshawn. He's a way less talented brush yeah. Brad Marshawn. And like Brad, Brendan Gallagher's solid. Like he's a second line forward, so I shouldn't like take that away from him. But Brad, yeah, he's no. Brad, Brad Marchand is a star in this league. Yeah, Marchand has has he's a top ten player too. Yeah, he's, he's a top yeah. ten player. He's a top yes, ten player. He is. Yeah, he has unbelievable offensive skill as well. So he's like, the best player in Boston right now. That's a hot take. The Red Wings play in Boston again on the th- on the thirtieth, which is a Tuesday, and I'm really thinking about buying tickets to go watch again. You're wild. I'm I am wild. Yeah, they're like they're mm. kind of cheap right now. I can get upper bowl tickets for like forty five bucks. I really you want know where to you're going to again. Uh, yeah. And I, I really want to go to a ten year old. Nice. It wasn't a ten year old, okay? He was oh. twelve. He's <laughs> thirteen, okay. He had just <laughs> he had just turned eleven. He just got his driver's <laughs> permit, okay. <laughs> I don't know why that came up. I don't know why you said twelve right away or ten. Even though oh. I think this kid, I think he's my age. I think this term for me. Oh, really? I think, I think yeah, he was a my... little kid. No, he was, he's like my age when I, he was like, it was oh. at the train station. He was turping me. Oh. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was, I think he was already, he was hammered. Like that's not, already. that's not as funny then. Yeah. No, it's not as funny, but that, I, I like, I like your version. I like your version. That's funny. <laughs> I thought I was some little kid when you, no. like, I don't know. That'd been so much funnier. No. Oh, so yes. So I already owned two to start this uh, road trip. And then we go into Vegas and I knew like the Larkin thing was gonna be okay because like I, I saw players like posting like I think it was Zadina that was like hanging out by the pool or something on his Instagram story, and I'm like if there was a positive test I don't think he'd be out in public like this, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, going to this game, Giovanni was in for Rowney, and I thought this was Giovanni Smith's best game of the year. Yeah, I I, I know Grant, you missed part of the game, but I I watched the whole thing, and I think Giovanni. I'm not Andy. Did you watch the whole game? <laughs> I did not watch all of it. But I did see some highlights and then watch was Red Wings live after, mm-hmm. and just the highlights package they had going on. He was all over the place in a good way. Now that line it was him, Volano, and Gagne, and they honestly carried a lot of the the pressure. Yeah, yeah. Early, um, yeah. First line looked good. I thought finally the third line had some shifts they put together. It was honestly the first period of this game is all Red Wings, like they all played Vegas. And again, it's just a second second period collapse, and there's just there's nothing. This this team lacks a killer instinct. 
And you know who yeah. we missed that had the killer instinct? Jacob Verana. He had Luke. he had the ability just to score whenever he wanted. Yeah, he does. Is oh, hopefully we miss him. that <laughs> we miss him bad. Yeah, but I think this game really like this changed. Um, we had also had that no goal from White Cloud. White Cloud somehow scored two goals in this game, but he had, yeah. he had no goal. He had, he had that no goal, which the net was knocked off, and he almost right. scored right there. Um, but I think the game really changed when Raymond got robbed by Petrangelo on the back door. Oh, when he picked it off. Yeah. So yeah, it was a wide open oh, net. Of... Letty rounded the whole, ran like sprinted behind the net, wide open pass to Raymond, and Raymond was uh, wide open net. He was going to score, and then went off Petrangelo's stick and went out. Right. Yeah. He just. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where like Reading said all the pressure, and then they started to lose it from there. Um, Rask got blown up being a six foot six guy, got blown up by Ben Hutton. Then Ernie, who's six foot oh one my player, gosh, how do you up. get blown up at six foot six? I that's so fucking embarrassing. And by Ben Hutton, of all people, who's a crazy yeah. good dancer, but that is still so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video so much. That's that is probably my favorite video I've ever seen in my life. That's hilarious. <laughs> Crazy I love day. how you remembered that off right off the hop. That's hilarious. I don't know how I did, but he, that is so embarrassing. You got blown up by a dancer, literally. Um, but good fight though. Like I, Ernie, Ernie, honestly, he Ernie won that fight. And it was a good fight. That was a good fight. I literally missed the first two periods of this game, and I'm actually wasn't even after I got home and watched the third period. I'm like, I'm not even mad. I missed the first two periods. Well, you called me. You called me. You're like, "Hey, I saw it was two one. What's the score now?" And I'm like, four one. That's four one. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you, Grant. You have to watch the third period of this bullshit. But uh, the Red Wings got out defense in this game, offensively and defensively, by their defensemen. Is uh, it too much that? to say? I know. Is it too much to say that it feels like a job, or like this week felt like a job watching the Red Wings? It's that's an understatement. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit. Well, little I was bit. so excited like, earlier this season. <laughs> The games have been so fun. I feel spoiled. And then mm-hmm. I went to watch the games this week, and it feels like a job. Well, I mean, we do cover the team. Well, I'm just saying it just felt horrible. And I, like last year, with no expectations, I watched every single game. And yep. disappointment or not, I wasn't upset. I was like, well, we get a good draft pick. This year, I actually want the Rodings to do good. And it's, it literally feels point. like I'm making – zero dollars an hour to watch a dog shit hockey team well you you, you are but um, <laughs> <laughs> actually we're we're paying we're losing money yeah, yeah. i'm paying yeah. my i'm paying espn plus to stream to me dog shit hockey <laughs> thanks no, dan kaiser jesus that was um, no no he was no dan the guy that's a good that's a good um segue because dan kaiser made that awful pass out of the zone and i think it was white cloud that scored off of the turnover I'm a huge White Cloud guy, actually. Huge fan. What were you going to say, Andy? I I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm just that we're at that point of the season that we kind of talked about and like foreshadowed at the beginning episodes of the uh, beginning of the season, sorry, Mm -hmm. where we're riding high, riding high, and then all of a sudden there's going to be that crash. And I think we've, we're on the down, started the down. We've come back down to earth fast. Yeah, real quick. If you would have told me, if you would told me at the beginning of the year that the Red Wings would have be right around five hundred, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's where I expect them. 
but they just came out with such a different energy with the team that we weren't expecting. Right. And rookies, we did, we weren't expecting that Lucas Raymond and Mort Sider and Dylan Larkin to be carrying this team in every game. Right. And we thought it was going to be more of by, yeah, and Tyler Bertuzzi in the beginning of the year. I thought it was going to be more by committee garbage, win, win two one games and then get blown out. Right. But it's not, it hasn't been. And the recently, the past four games, it's just been, yeah, it hasn't been that. And I know it sounds weird, like we're we're bitching about four games. But like that's a, that's a lot in the NHL. So every that's a big matters. slide. Yeah, points. every point matters. Out of out of a possible, was it? I'm trying to do the math. Is it eight points? One hundred sixty-four. No, no, no. But I'm talking about this week. Oh. Was it eight, eight <laughs> yeah. points? Yeah, you're we trying got to do math on four games, Gar. I, I don't know why I was struggling, but out of eight, it's like out of six. Eight, eight possible points, we got one. Yeah. And we don't play again until Wednesday. And we've already played 20 games. And we're the only team, I think, in the league that's played 20. I think I need a break. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're not playing until Wednesday. I'll actually look forward to it. And I'm not going that game. Oh, with because, practice? Uh, I'm driving to Eski that night. Oh, right. Okay. For Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm not going up until uh, – I'm not going up to New Hampshire until Thursday. Thursday. So I'll, I'll watch that game. But – yeah, kind of touch more on that. Like oh, Paul Cotter, like, I played against this guy for the <laughs> Michigan camps. He absolutely snipes Christ. That was a sweet goal. He's yeah, a good he's player. Actually, he's been good this year. He's been good. Um, he would never played this year unless like Vegas had all those like the yeah, COVID I mean, situation, all the injuries. I mean, his AHL numbers aren't even like good. Like they're they're respectable, but they aren't like you need yeah. to be called up now. Yeah, he's a young guy and he's making the league and he's he's been pretty good on the on the Golden Knights and it's just crazy to think yeah. about. Um, they're not, I they're love, not Perunovich numbers. No, I love Nick Hag and Zach Flycloud. They're both very good. Very, very good. And they're both like fourth or fifth defensemen. And then they were like they're some of Vegas's best players in this yeah. game. Because offensively, Vegas didn't really have all that much. Like, I didn't really notice. Like, Mark Stone, I noticed a couple times, but, like, they weren't, like, all outstanding offensively. They scored five goals off of – the Red Wings would make one mistake and they would end up at the back of their net. Yeah. The Red, the Red Wings had nothing. Like, they couldn't get anything going offensively because Vegas is that good. Their system is that good defensively. Right. And then any mistake they make, it can go back the other way. Man, they're they're such a good team, too. They're going to be so good when Pac's ready and – Patrick's back Carlson. now. He's taking, he, he was taking line rushes. Oh, that's so good for him fantasy. He was on the second line, I think, with um Marcia So. Oh, really? Or no, no, no. Marcia So's out right now. He's got he's on the COVID list. Oh yeah. I don't remember who he was with because the Chandler Stevenson Dadnoff Stone line was staying. Really? And then they kept Patrick in this the second line with Wah. I think it was Nick Wah, and I don't remember who the other player was. Yeah, no, Nick Wah's Nick Wah's not that great. That sucks for me in fantasy, actually. But uh, yeah, Zach Whitecloud. That was I was like that contract when that was signed this summer. I'm like that's a really smart contract. That sounded yeah. like a six a six year two point seven five million dollar deal. He's so reliable. Yeah, he's literally if Gus if Gus Lindstrom can turn into that, he, I'd be pumped. He's, he's the perfect he's the perfect player to compare. Like you show Gus Lindstrom Zach Whitecloud, you're like become this. Yeah, yeah. He is. He's a fifth, he's a I was just gonna, fifth defenseman. I was just gonna compare the two of them. Yeah, they play very similar. It's a less offensive Zach. Zach Whitecloud's not even offensive. He literally he, just shot. Dude, do you see the way he shoots a puck? Do you remember his goal against shot. Minnesota game seven this past year in the playoffs? 
That was a good junction. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was like the game winning goal too. <laughs> it was in the third period of the game seven. I remember I was sitting at the cottage watching that game and I went crazy when he nipped by myself. <laughs> yeah. And one of those goals came off of just an awful Dan DeKaiser pass. Like could not get out of the zone. Dan DeKaiser simply cannot play the puck in his own zone. He simply can't play at all. Yeah. Not at all. I was telling dad today. I'm like, I, it's bad when I trust Dan DeKaiser in the offensive zone more than the defensive zone. Cause that's saying something as a statement. That is, that is a statement. <laughs> um, and so I'm watching this game in bed on my laptop. Cause I didn't feel like watching it like on the couch anymore. I was like, whatever it's late. And all of a sudden I, like, I, I doze off cause it's, it's whatever 1145. I doze off and all of a sudden, like I wake up and I go and I saw the game's over. I go on Twitter and everyone's like freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? I went back and watched, and Cider takes the puck off the knee. And I'm like, great. This game goes because Cider didn't play the rest of the game. He ended right. up being fine. He ended up being fine. But again, this game almost just got worse. Yeah, uh, that was tough to see. That was so. A- so, so talking about the, the to go back to the Kaiser real quick. We're sitting yeah. there watching watching the game, my uncle and I. And he goes <clears throat> after the white cloud goal. He goes. I wonder how many points DeKaiser would have had if he just wore a different jersey every game. <laughs> like, how many turnovers? <laughs> I go, well, he's like, he'd probably be over like, probably be like 700 points right now. Just just first assist. So I started he'd be, a po- he'd be a point per game defenseman. Yeah, yeah I started laughing. I was like, all right, it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It was Damn like, near it was, point per game. It was literally like, we're just sitting there watching the game. It was, you know, late at night. We're silent. I'm like ready for bed. And he just comes out of nowhere with that, and I just died laughing. I was like, oh. I should mention, like, also, I should also mention that Joe Valeno scored a sweet goal in garbage time. Yeah, it like, doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter. Like, I, I was, like, pissed about it. Like, I tweeted, I tweeted like, the, from the account. I'm like, oh, great. Joe Valeno scored. That's cool. And, like, I'm, ha- only I'm happy for him. Yeah, but, me like, too. It didn't matter. I think the only thing DeKaiser brings to this team is if if this is the reason why he's staying in the lineup, I have no idea. But is block shots. He blocks a lot of shots, but otherwise, he's the most useless player I've ever seen on the face of the earth. I don't think there's any excuse when our actual good shot blocking defenseman Mark Stahl comes back in the lineup because he was injured. He's he, or no, he's ill. He's he's a little, he's got a cold. I'm assuming because it's a non-COVID thing. So I'm assuming like there's no reason when he comes back that Stahl can't just swap in. And I, I've told you what I think they should do with the defense. I think it should be Nick Letty with Cider. You go Mark Stahl with Heronic, and you go Osterley and Lindstrom for right now. Yeah. And it should I'm be that easy. It, what's Is Stetcher still hurt? Stetcher is, yeah, it sounds like he's going to be out like for a really long time. He's trying to avoid surgery. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's So right. that's why he, he's like rehabbing week to week. And until like he sees any progress, like I think he's skating, but he can't shoot the puck because I think it's his shoulder. Gotcha. Because he's another guy that, would feel like he like he i don't know if people like watch him closely or not but he he will soak pucks too like yeah he will like he's another guy that blocks i don't get the him and last year on the penalty kill yeah i know people don't like stetcher i don't know why even when he's in vancouver um and they like he would he would just lay down block shots and compete i think it's part of it's like he's just not a big defenseman which people i don't know why people give a shit like if he's gonna play hard, like I don't care how big the defenseman is. I don't, I don't, it help it helps when you're six foot six, but right. Ultimately, ultimately, it's not a game breaker. Right. Yeah. If, like I'm, like, I'm, I'm taking Troy Stetcher over Rasmus Ristolainen any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And 
for the size thing, obviously completely different players, but coming out of, like and coming out of college, like Tory Krug was a hot prospect. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing them at all. But yeah. his size doesn't seem to matter because of what he does. Mm-hmm. He does and he is put into that role. So why would Stetcher size like different roles? I get that. Again, different right? roles and different skill sets, but yeah, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. I would not take Troy Stetcher over Rasmus Ristolainen, but no, but Garth, well, you well, wouldn't, you wouldn't, no. you wouldn't, no, that's you're crazy. I'd take Troy Stetcher over Rasmus Ristolainen. If we're going now. contract wise, I would, but no, I wouldn't. I'm going, I'm going without contracts. You are, I don't crazy. think, I don't think Rasmus Ristolainen's good. Yeah, I don't think, he's yeah, great, you have a big but... hate on Ras. I, know you huh? do. I have a big hate on the other Ras, but not Ras yeah. Ristolainen. Rasmussen. He's not good, but yeah, Rasmussen is bad. <laughs> I don't care how bad this team does. If Rasmussen and Dan DeKaiser didn't play another game, I would be happy. Honestly, bring up Wachowski, please. I'm down for Wachowski over DeKaiser. I literally needs, don't needs, care. We need the Twitter bet. We need the, the bet to come into fruition. After yeah. watching Jared McIsaac the other night, I was like, yeah, DeKaiser should not play another game for this team. I'm so happy that Jared McIsaac's actually putting it together. He looked really good last game. I, watched. I want him to make. I want him to become an NHL defenseman so bad. Watch him just he, become like the best defenseman in the NHL. I don't think that's gonna happen. That's not realistic. How crazy! Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be great. Yeah, Danny DeKaiser actually scores a point for the Red Wings too. Yeah, he had a nice assist a couple nights mm. ago. Yeah. Yeah. For the other. Um. Team. So yeah, let's get into the the game. <laughs> so out of every game, like to a get right game, right? A two and two and whatever fourteen and whatever two team, the worst team on pace for the worst team ever in NHL history, worse than the Washington Capitals in the seventies. This is the game yeah, you need to win. Wins. Before we <laughs> this is the hop game. into this one, like I guess I don't know if I thought this through the game or if it was before the game, but it it was just going through my mind the whole game. It was such a slow and sloppy, boring game that it it like reminds me of like in a summer hockey tournament when there's a seventh and eighth place game and you're watching that before your championship game or something, and you're like, holy shit, this is dog shit. Nobody I'm wants gonna, to be I'm there. Not in spring league with the quality of my team, I was usually playing on like the sixth or seventh ranked game. Well, that's, I was watching you then. Like yeah. that, that is what it was like. <laughs> that was horrible to watch. Funny. Shot. I know. Well, I was thinking about the, we were talking about the Joe Valeno, like, garbage time goal i'm gonna go back a little bit but like one of my last like my last year of junior i it was we were losing like four to i don't know i don't know it was three one or no no four one and i scored to make it four two with six seconds left i remember you (laughs) telling me this (laughs) it was my second goal of the year so i was like kind of excited but i didn't like celebrate and like i feel like an ass because i'm like i'm like well that goal didn't matter but like it's cool that's my second goal so it's kind of like what joe valeno like the feeling because it's a second or second goal a year too it's just kind of funny how that works. Just pad um, stats, that's all. Yeah, it's good for the stat sheet. Yeah. This um, guy doesn't give up. He scored with six, six seconds left. Love that's literally what the it. broadcast said. Like, my game is like, yeah, if any <laughs> if any, if any player deserved a goal in this game, I guess it was Garth Wickham. It's like, we didn't play very good. Well, because we didn't play very good. <laughs> so it was really funny how he worded it. Um, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, any get-right game would be against the Arizona Coyotes. Just the easiest layup of a game. And, of course, the Red Wings blow it. And I agree with you, Grant. Like, there's... I was watching the game. We were out at um, Emma's family, with Emma's family, and I was, like, watching it on my phone. 
and no energy. Like there was nothing. Like it was all neutral zone play. Just a yeah. garbage. And then the Red Wings only had the Red Wings had zero shots until the Larkin breakaway. Yeah. Which honestly, Lucas Raymond kind of just got in the mock there and went off Lucas Raymond's like shin, I think, and it went the other way, and Larkin got a breakaway. Great move. Our power play looked okay. I mean, it was the Coyotes. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna I just—it's really embarrassing that like Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, Jacob Chakran, and Gossespair don't do a whole lot against other teams, and they just walk all over your whole team the whole game. That's yeah, embarrassing. You can't that like, third period. That third period, Clayton Keller looked like a globe trotter. Yeah, he was all over the offensive He's side. Done, he looked he looked great. He doesn't look good in any other give, game. You also have to give uh, Gossespair some credit. He's been playing pretty well. He year. has, but I mean, still. Him, like I understand what you're talking about, but like, yeah, he's you talk about. I mean, I wanted the Red Wings to trade for him. To be honest with you, well, yeah, we said that we wanted like if we were going to make a Nick Letty trade, I wanted Shane Gossipair to be the Nick Letty, the offensive guy deciders. I still wish we would have traded for Nick Nick Letty and Gossipair. Then yeah. the Kaiser wouldn't be in the lineup, and Gossipair could run a power play. Yeah, he's damn good at it. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jacob Chicken was awesome this game too. He's so good. He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's had a really rough year, but like also he's asked to play for the Arizona Coyotes, so I don't really hold much against him. It just sucks because I think he honestly would have made Canada's Olympic team at the beginning of the year, and then now this year happens, and I don't think he's going to. Yeah. There, I still think he should. There, there was some talk about like other players like that too, like um, Pelic. Like, Pelic, Pelic, but like the Brinkett. There's some, like, some guys were talking like the Brinkett might – like okay. Chicago might just that'd be stupid if he didn't make it. If he doesn't make the USA team, I'd be insane. I'd be insane. But there was, it was like his video I was watching, and there was talking is like because like how bad Chicago is, and then like the guy brought up a good point. He's like, there are so many skilled Americans, but like he's like they can play that role and do the same thing that play on a better team where you get to watch them more. I was like, yeah, but Alex Dubrincik has eleven stuff. goals this year already. Yeah, was that? He's 11 goals already this year. Well, and, I mean, his speed, like, you're playing Olympic guys, so you're going to need speed. He's that guy. He's that guy. Yeah, you need someone to he score, is that too. Guy. I understand the fact of, like, he's small and, like, for that kind of game, and that shouldn't even be an argument anyway, but I'll, I'll give I'll give this argument, like, a time of day right now. If he's playing in your top six, who cares? Like, you're the skill line. Let him right. run. If you use him in the right role, like, obviously, if you if he makes the team, he should not be playing in the bottom six. You have you have the Kachuk brothers in the t- in the bottom six in like JT Miller on your fourth line, yeah, yeah, that could be your fourth uh, line right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. Really I don't start. know about JT Miller in the bottom six. I guess I don't know. Do you think he not makes the team in it at all? I think he might be the second line center over Larkin. Over Larkin. Larkin's probably better defensively. Well, yeah, yeah. And JT and also, Miller's got a really high skill level. I, Larkin does too, but I don't. Larkin doesn't have the hands that JT Miller does. See, I, I feel like JT Miller is better defensively than, like, not better yeah. than Larkin. Not better than Larkin, but I think he's have solid you, defensively. Have you watched the Canucks? <laughs> Canucks are also, I mean, I'm going to ask you the same question. Have you watched the Canucks? It's not just JT Miller. This is, I mean, he has plays on a stacked line, I guess. I credit. You know, we also have to think of if, like, that's that depends on if Eichel's playing or not, too. Yeah, he's not gonna be back in time. I, I think, doubt uh, he's gonna be back. Yeah. I doubt he will. But and also, I think I think Vegas is gonna say no. You're not playing, right? Because I don't, think, Vegas, they, I don't think they'd say no. But I think he would like. I he, he said he wants to him. commit commit himself to Vegas. He said and they need to commit to me. 
which that's is what good. he should do. But you never like you never know. There some way if he has a is. damn quick rehab or whatever, and he's back unexpectedly quick, and mm-hmm. he yeah, I don't know. I right. have to play a couple games for Vegas first, right? You'd um, want him to. Yeah, so this game. Let's, let's go back. To this, let's get back to this game, even though we don't want to, because we just talked about, talk about, talk about the Olympics. Um, oh my God. it's ridiculous that the Red Wings one nothing lead. I'm like, cool. Like, are we gonna get, we're gonna get kicking now? Nothing. We we started like we had a bunch of chances in like the second. I think when Nemesnikov hit the post, um, Fabry absolutely he tried to kill Wedgwood. <laughs> it was a ninety five mile. Myself. It was a ninety five mile an hour one timer and it drilled Wedgwood in the collarbone. Scary. I'm glad he's okay. I just don't know how you only score one goal. Like Wedgwood's not good. Wedgwood's bad. I'll go as far to say he's bad. He had a good game though. I'll give him that. He had a good game against he Red Wings. Had an okay game. He had really no high quality chances. No, not really. Um yeah we go and, and then <laughs> we'll be preluded to like I don't know a while ago. In this episode, Michael Rasmussen is three steps away from the center ice, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dump it here." Gets the icing, and ever, and I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, okay, you know, defensive center Michael Rasmussen, he'll win the draw, surely." <laughs> <laughs> Does not win the draw. Uh, immediately shot from the point, tipped goal, and I'm like, "Well, that's not good." <laughs> that's when I knew we were gonna lose the game right there. Tied, tied the game. No way, no way we're winning. And we didn't deserve to win this game. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that right now. We did not deserve to win that game. I don't wanted the Coyotes to win after that happened. Yeah, me too. The Red Wings, the Red Wings need a, the Red Wings need a serious ass kicking, and this is the time to do it. And I I want Jeff Blashell in the video room to let them have it. They 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 deserve it. I think Blashell I think Blashell also needs to look in the mirror a little bit and try to figure out what's wrong because obviously there's something going wrong with coaching as well. Yeah, I think Mike Rasmussen needs a couple scratches. I'm game. I'm game. Um. Yes, yeah, so we go into overtime. Like, ends up going to overtime. I think Nedeljkovic was good in this game again. Like, especially like they were buzzing. Like the Keller line was buzzing at the end, and Nedeljkovic made big saves. Yeah, I mean, I can't expect Nedeljkovic to save every puck when his team in front of him is dog shit. He had a good game. He had a great game. Yeah, again, yeah. and the goal, the overtime goal. He, he, again, Nick Letty. I don't know where he is. Clayton Keller scores. I turned it off right after they scored, and then I saw a tweet saying something about. A review, and then I turned it back on my phone. Right, I turned it on. And I said, "Goal." Yep. And I was like, "Great." It was like honestly, there was some. It was like obviously, like you're in overtime, whatever. If and if it's if it's a goal, and great, you just lose. So it's a good challenge. Like you just, it's an easy challenge. And honestly, right. there was some merit to it. Like Grice's glove got pushed, and he twi- or, or Nedeljkovic's glove got pushed, and he kind of his body twisted and was out of position. But there was no way he was gonna make the save. But yeah. It, it, it was a they worthwhile a challenge. Amount of time too. They did. Yeah, I love how that's a road. It's that road game is a home game for the Red Wings, and nothing that didn't do anything for the Red Wings. Like there was a little yeah. let's go Red Wing chance in, in the arena. Yeah, and, one of my buddies was there. And he was sitting. Oh, staff. really? Yeah. Well, when He's you just down. pan through, like, when you pan through like the TV, like you're watching the game, all of the lower bowl is all Red Wing fans. Yeah. One of his Snapchat stories was it's just like a seat night tonight, and then he just pans around the arena. All you see is Red Wings fans. I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's impressive, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. literally a home game. Yeah, I don't. Know. It's pretty yeah. much always been every time we've gone there too. Red Wing fans always travel pretty well. Yeah, like they have they have pretty good fan bases everywhere. 
Like even yeah. when I went to the game in Boston, like there's a decent amount of Red Wing fans. Like obviously there's way more Boston fans, and Boston has an awesome fan base. Right, hockey market. Like there's hockey market. Yeah, there's still a good amount of Red Wing fans there. Like I'd still say there's probably a couple couple hundred, and like that's pretty impressive. But that that Coyotes game, there was thousands. Yeah, never should happen, but it's funny. Um, there was nine thousand people there, eight thousand five hundred Red Wings fans. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, besides Luke, like Larkin and Raymond, there's nothing. There was nothing offensively. They were the only guys generating anything, and even in the third period, they had nothing. Yeah. A, po- a positive from this game, uh, Raymond, most points through 20 games by a European rookie, 19 in 20 games. Uh, the guys behind him are, you know, you may have heard of them, Patrick Laine, Anze Kopitar, Elias Pedersen, and Thomas Hurdle. Mm-hmm. You might have heard Eastern. of them. They're okay. Um, yeah, like again, they there was a I was watching the I was watching it this morning. I was watching the press conference this morning about this game. Dylan Larkin makes a comment about how they can't sit back and play defense after they get a lead. I'm like, that's really interesting. Because everything in Jeff Lashell's tenure as head coach has been just the opposite. As soon as they get the lead, we play prevent defense. Yep. And it's just kind of it's kind of weird that like with such a hard statement like that from Larkin and Blashell's just never done that as a coach. I want to, I wonder what like Blashell would say about that. I want to know like the, if the, I want to like be a fly on the wall in that conversation when they discuss that kind of thing. Flies can Blaschel, hear? Huh? Flies would be able to hear that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if they can hear. That's my question. Uh, literally just a figure, figment of speech, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just want to, I want to know what that conversation would be like as they like yeah. completely just like it reminds me of like, it doesn't remind me exactly of it, but if remember the, the Amazon series with the Leafs where you, Matthews. Yeah, yeah, exactly what he, I was going to say. He, yeah. Same thing. Like Keith yeah. Matthews says something that like they need to play more offensively and Keith is pissed because mm-hmm. he thinks they should play more defensively. Yeah. They played and, too safe or something like that. Yeah. Matthews like they played too safe and they lost against like the Oilers or something. And then Keith <laughs> comes in. He's pissed about he's bitching to Kyle Dubas, and I'm like, I want to know what Blashell thinks about that comment. Yeah, I wonder what. Because if he if he agrees, either way, like if he's mad about it, he's he's wrong. So I've heard a lot of good things about the Leafs Amazon docu. Should I watch that? Yeah, hundred percent. We told you this already. Yeah, this is yeah, it's great. It's just super interesting how like they go in depth about it. But anyway, I'm gonna go back to my point here. Um, I if Jeff Blashell is pissed about the comments, he's wrong. Or if he agrees with them and thinks the Red Wings should do this, then he's never proven that as a coach since he's been a Red Wing, the Red Wings head coach. That's been seven years. So I'm just curious where this is at. I, I got you and what you're saying. But to kind of back Jeff, this is the first team he's had that can probably go out and score more goals. I agree. I, I agree. Completely. The last couple of years, you're like, you score and you get a lead. You, you are you saying to yourself, "I." Need That's to a really keep good point. Lead. That's a really good point. I, 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 I overlook that. And so yes, maybe there I'm, is some game change that needs to happen. And again, like early on in Jeff Lashell's head coach uh, career, and Andy and I had a podcast, and we dedicated a whole segment to what we hated about Jeff Lashell on that old podcast. Yeah. And I've become more of a sympathetic Lashell. Like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a supporter, but like I understand. Like most times, I understand what he's doing. Right, it's not. I, he's not in an easy position at all. He's not in an easy I, position, and I I've think always is, been a heavy sympathetic, and a lot of it is due to good personal relations with the players, which I think is really huge. 
for performance. I agree, that's huge. For performance, you don't want a coach that's really putting down a guy, mm-hmm. depending what kind of player that person is. Some players right. respond well to different coaching, but seems like everyone surrounds themselves around Jeff Blaschel. And more recently, development-wise with young players, he's done a lot better. Like, we look at Gus Lindstrom and how he's developed. Like, last year when he came in the league, I'm like, yeah, he's not going to be – I don't think he's an NHL player. That's, that is well, a good good player to bring up there. Yes. Yeah. And now also, he is. Go, going back to the, the first reader or the first edition of our podcast that you and I had, Garth, mm-hmm. in that episode, I said – because I've always said this about Flashel – I don't think he's an NHL caliber coach. He's an AHL caliber head coach because he can develop those young players very well. Right. And that's where I still think I still see him there, like as that level, like, you know, not that I think he's doing a terrible job with the wings. It's just with those young players, I think I'd like to see him back down in Grand Rapids to develop those guys into NHL players. I think he is an NHL coach. I don't necessarily see it the same way. I agree to the time. And I think like you, you had, you had merit at the time. I don't see it now. I think he's developed as a coach, especially defensively. But again, like it's coming to bite us in the ass a little bit. My biggest problems with Jeff Lashley in the beginning were his lineup decisions. Yeah, and I, I kind of viewed, I kind of viewed him like almost hurting the young players. We looked at like Athens used ice time, Mantha right. a lot of times. Dennis Chalowski was ruined in this system, and I completely, I stand by that. I think Dennis Chalowski would have been an NHL defenseman. Right, I stand, I stand by that. For things like that, I think he's an NHL, AHL, or NHL assistant coach or an AHL head coach. I don't think okay. he's an NHL head coach. That's like because he, he's that player coach where you say your your bench boss is is an asshole and nobody wants to talk mm. to him. He's a hard right. ass. But mm. your a, your assistant coach is the same thing as in juniors. So like you go you go talk to your assistant coach for everything, really. Right. In my in in a lot of experiences, like a lot of players I that played that I know like they played OHL and stuff, it's been the same way. Your assistant coaches are there to be your more of your, your friend. Yeah, more your buddy. Yeah, more they will tell you straight on what you're you know what what you're what doing. What the coach and, thinks what the coach thinks of you and what you need to do. Exactly. And then But he's more they're more there to pump your tires. Yeah, pump your tires and make you feel better, reassure you of mm-hmm. the standpoint of them their their standpoint, the coaches coaching staff standpoint and what you've been doing. So that's yeah. why I think Blashel. That's where I still see Blashel is a great assistant coach, or an AHL head coach, because he's good at developing players. He I is. see what you're saying, but also I don't really see a place where you need a head coach tearing down players to be kind of. I don't see re- that either, but that's burst. how hockey yeah. is. That's that how is, hockey works. But it's really. That's, I feel like it's changing quite a bit with like coaches. I think so I, too, I would rather rather. Coach Blashell than a Gerard Gallant right now. Uh, yeah, definitely. there's not yeah. many coaches I'd prefer over Blashell right now. He, I always defend him, but I really don't think he's done that bad of a job. He really hasn't had a good team until this year. But like Gar right. said, changing the way you play when you have a lead—that is something that needs to be talked about with the talent we have up front. Yeah, we have enough and- talent to take a two-goal to three-goal lead. Especially against a team like Arizona. I mean, you saw it against Tampa the first damn game. We went up 3-0. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back to, like, the development points, like, obviously, Gus Lindstrom's a success story. But I think a big point, like, for Jeff Blaschel's tenure will be Philip Sedina. I think – and also Alex Tangay. I brought that up in my article. I think Alex Tangay is a huge – Alex Tangay can be a huge success if he can unlock Philip Sedina's offensive talent. Because it's there. 
He just needs to produce. Yeah, agreed. Looks like Andy, uh, Andy froze on Andy froze on us a little bit. Yeah, there he goes. There he goes. Fine. I don't That's have right. much to say about Phil Zadina anymore. I've hit, okay, we can stop. We can stop about that. I've hit the the hammer pretty hard on that. All right. Um. So should we get more of the fun stuff? We can get uh. There's a couple. Like, I want to talk. I do a little. Pro- yeah. What? I'm down for some fun stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about all of our great prospects. That's fun. We haven't really done that in a while. Uh, Carter Mazer, guy we definitely really have knocked about five goals this past four games. Yeah, what's what? he? Five, what? I don't know how many points he has this season, but I think he's nine, something like that. Eight or nine. I know he has five assists this year. I don't know how many goals. He's five goals in the year. Oh, six yeah. goals in the year. Eleven points in. Yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah, it's a stacked Denver team, and he seems like he's being more of a support player, and he's kind of turning into being able to carry his own load now. Yeah, he's he's moved up the lines because I know like the top lines like Savoy like uh Savoy's older brother who's very good. He's very good, and he was a late latest. And it's like him, Bobby Brink, I think, are like the top line. But then and, you have the second uh, line, and and Mazur's kind of taken taken over the, the as a second line. I don't know if he saw just one goal. Uh, kind of coast to coast toe drag. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, snipe. I don't know. I just watched him on the. He play on. He plays on first power play. In the one game I was watching, he was doing good work in front of the net, but. I'm like he he's more of a support player that game. Well, I think of when I think of Carter Mazer, I think of I think of those guys in the playoffs where they come in on their ELC like like a um who's got Ross Colton. I think yep. of a guy like that where you come in and you're on an ELC and you're really cheap and you help a sa- a salary strap team and you be you're productive in a bottom six role. That's why I view Carter Mazer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you need you need those guys. Yeah, well, LA had that when their first cup win when they had both Jordan Nolan and Dwight King come up, come up and help them on that fourth That's line right. too. That's right. They they played a huge role in the first couple of rounds, and then obviously mm-hmm. they guys got healthier as they went on. They right and your superstars took over, but you know. Now that whole Denver like <coughs> like two Amisos been solid, but Booyam has been very good as well. I just like he's up to, he's up to eight points I think in the year. Statistically, he is. I. The one game I watched from him, I wasn't too impressed, but that's one game. Who, who's that, sir? I cut out. William. Yeah. Again, he's another one of those defensemen where it's like we're loaded on the defensive end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prospect lies. Um, Edvinson made his return, had, had an assist, played 21 minutes. He's something else. Oh, there was the, the comparison for like his analytics compared to Cider in his years, and Edvinson is equal to Cider, and Cider was a year older. Yeah, Edmondson's doing special things, man. No, that's he's crazy good. Um, that's scary. Like his, I think his goals, like his expected goals, are a lot higher than Cider's, where because he's generating more offense from down low and stuff. Because you see a lot, he he's very active in his own zone. I watched yesterday, and he had a couple chances where he'd launch down low and make a move for the net, and he just has so much size and skill. Yeah, he's and good. same thing. Same thing about our. Our lovely six foot eight giant man baby, Elmer. He's up to what nine goals in the year in twenty games. He's got twelve points in twenty games. Also, that was the head coach of Rolanda had some those really nice words. Yeah, he did. What he, he said? He said that see, he's looking at how Raymond's doing in the NHL. And he doesn't understand. He doesn't see how Elmer can't do the same thing next year. Damn. I I can see Elmer as kind of a long shot to make the team next year. Maybe not even a long shot. 
Yeah, it depends how he finishes the year. Like, it might not even be considered a long shot. I honestly don't see it at this point, but again, I, I'm not the one coaching him every day. So yeah. he would know best. I know he I know he's yeah. there to like the head coach is there to pump his pump the team's tires a little bit. But I mean, well. if you look at his season last season comparatively to this season, he took huge strides. Oh, definitely. And if he does the same thing this offseason and takes more strides, I don't see why he can't be in the NHL next year. He's a six foot eight sniper. It's That's hilarious. It is really funny. Just oh. an it Can you imagine how fun he's gonna be if he ever makes the NHL and it like is actually works. good. He's a middle six, he's, if he's a middle six winger, I don't think there's he's, ever been a six foot eight sniper in the league. No, I don't think so. Imagine he's a like, top top line player, and you're going in to Detroit. There's a giant round, round one of the playoffs. You're like, yeah, we need to focus on Elmer Soderblom. Yeah, <laughs> good he, luck. Good yeah, luck. He, good luck. He's six foot eight and he snipes. Okay, my favorite, like Elmer Soderblom, is basically if you were to make, like when you make your like be a pro. And you're like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be sick. Like, this is what you do. You make Elmer Soderholm's build, and you be him. Yeah, yeah, literally. And it's hilarious because like Elmer's great in front of the net. Like you saw in the World Juniors where he scored two goals, two goals between his legs. He's what and I then, want, wanted Rasmussen to be in front of the net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Smell you when Elmer comes. He's net front. But also he's, with Ferlunda, he's playing like he's taking one timers. Yeah, he's a six he's, foot eight guy. Yeah, he's on his offhand. <laughs> it's care. hilarious. His stick touches the roof. <laughs> yeah basically when he winds up yeah it's well, awesome so uh it was funny because the other day i was talking about it with one of, the, one of my buddies where we're talking about how bad rasmussen's been we're like mm-hmm. oh and the wings first drafted him the guy who goes i'd literally build my be a pro in nhl like rasmussen because and put him on the wings because i thought he was going to be all the stuff that we're talking about Mm-hmm. Right now, and it was it's just funny how he brought that brought that up and talked about Soderblom. He got to he got to do whatever he wanted in junior because he was six foot six. Elmer's yeah, doing was, whatever he wants because he's six foot eight, and, and it's against pros. It's against other men, yeah, or men. Yeah, yeah. There's more to it. Yeah, and it's just it's it's great to see. Um, other we want to like I want to touch on Jonathan Bergeron. He's been really good of late in the AHL. He's, he's fun. Every game I've watched. Also, he gets a call up soon. You think if we really want to have some fun, you send Valeno back down. I don't and give we, a fuck. It, throw him in the top six, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You throw him on the second line, you spark the second line there, dude. And also, Elmer's brother, Arvid, he's playing for Rock, Rockford right now. He good? Damn, he looks good. I said I wanted the Reddings because there was the rumor that he was being signed by a, a North, like an NHL team on his entry level. And I'm like, I really hope it's the Red Wings. I know his stats aren't the best but he's looked he looked really good when i watched him play the griffins he's like 3.2 goals against per game and then like a 916 i mean if you look you any goals against average doesn't really matter if you look you look, you gotta look at the save percentage for the full story yeah yeah because yeah. it, it, it tells like it tells the story there and if you're letting nine, him three nine goals one, a game, six is not bad at all either you're, it's pointed the defense that's the that's the defense right there he looked yeah. really good against the griffins because you look at Alex bradstrom and- you look at Alex Nelkovich's stats this year. I think he's at like a nine fifteen, but he has a two point nine goals against average. So it's again, it's the same thing. Yeah, right. Grice is at like a, a three point one with a nine oh two, I think, and it's not his fault either. Right. Um, but yeah, speaking of goalie, Kosa has been very good of late. Yeah. Like he, had like a, he had he had I think he had forty five shots against the other night. His numbers are you know uh, to a minimal nine thirty right now. Yeah, might as well get rid Which, of him now. Which in the CHL 
Well, he was at nine. He was at nine fifty five last year, so that's why I'm saying it's he's down. Well, I mean, yeah. that's his division was dog shit last year because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And so he actually has to play the good teams this year. Well, also Edmonton's a little bit weaker this year. Yeah, they just got back but, Jake, Jake. They got back Jake Neighbors though, so hopefully that changes some things for Edmonton. Yeah, but no, like in junior hockey and like in the CHL, any anything above nine hundred save percentage is actually like pretty good. I was looking at Jan Bednar's stat, stats for the other Red Wing goalie prospect, and he has like a 3.4 goals against average, but he has a 9.10. But he plays in the Q. Oh, yeah. Defense yeah, that, that's that's the Q, they score like seven goals a game. Yeah, defense doesn't exist in the Q. No, it's that's. Yeah. Whenever I look at Q scores, it's Q's like a 75. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, two other Swedish prospects I forgot, like uh, Albert Johansson and William Wallander. Albert had two points the past two games. And then Wallander's, Wallander's really found his game over the past couple weeks. He's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Again, it just goes to show like how the Reddings are really lacking offensively, prospect-wise, but defensively, we're there. Right. We got the pieces. And it's really, it's really nice to see. Other fun. I, had a, I, I was making this is the thing I kind of like stopped early in the show for because I forgot about this. Um, did you guys see the stuff with Kevin Fiala? No. Um, he's getting benched by Evanson, and it sounds like Wild fans want him out. And I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I like Kevin Fiala, and I would trade really? for him. I would trade for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I like I like him a lot. I still it don't sounds know like what, what we give up. They sounds from. sounds like they want like a defensive prospect, and oh, do we have defensive really? prospects? They have. Yeah. Like, I guess they don't really have anyone besides Kalen Addison. And Lambos. Oh, and Lambos. Yeah, that's right. But other than that, they have like the high end. Like you can ha- you can throw Boldy or Rossi up in where Fiala is, right? Yeah, and fucking both of them have been studs. Boldy got yeah. a hat trick in his first AHL game this season. <laughs> yeah, and I know like people were expecting Boldy to make the team. I was too. I mean, but when you have that injury right away, it, exactly, it goes down to the AHL. It has a hat trick. So I know Fiala only has. I think Fiala has, he only has two goals in the year, but he has ten points. I don't know, he I also that doesn't a... have the – he's not playing with, like, Zook or Kaprizov. So, I mean, yeah, I don't even know who one. he's playing with. I haven't watched the Wild this year all that much. That's great. He can play with uh, – <laughs> he can play with P. Suter. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, it's better than what he's getting, but still. The, it's nothing... the Swiss Army Knives. They're both from Ooh, Swiss. Oh, that'd be fun. That's what I want. But, no, I thought it was interesting. I th- and I then think... we get Timo Meyer too, for an all-Swiss line. But we need a center. Oh no, Pusuter is the center. Yes. Nice. We're gonna have an all Swiss time, then we're gonna have an all check line. Verona, Zadina, and we bring back Krejci. Or Heedle. Which or Heedle. Heedle. Uh, and we get an all, Raymond. all all Swedish line. Well, what about Larkin? We'll have an all US line. Fuck, but he plays- he's gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, Bert. <laughs> we trade him for Meyer. We trade him for, for uh Yeah. We'll Meyer. trade him for Timu. Yeah. Let's think about having- this. Let's let's okay. think about this. Okay. What do we get with Larkin? Mickey Redmond loves the cat. We well, the we cat. can sign. Yeah, we gotta get the cat for Mickey. But then we sign Johnny Johnny Hockey, who's a free agent this summer. Oh, can, that'd be a really expensive team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're having fun. This is we're talking about happen. the defense. Okay, yeah, we'll Johnny Hockey, the cat, because Mickey loves the cat. Larkin is our first line. Well, that's great. Well, we'll have an all German pairing: Cider and Corbin Corbin Holzer. You like that Ed- Edvinson and Johansson. Yep. Okay, that's good. That's a, that's an actual pairing. And then um, 
we'll wait on that. That's the top four right now. Yeah, and who cares? I don't care. Yeah. They'll just play the whole game. Yeah, they'll play the whole game. Yeah. Corbini Holzer is playing 26 minutes tonight. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the Swiss line. We have the U.S. line. We have the Czech line. The Swedish line. Raymond. Bergren. Bergren. And Elmer. And Elmer I don't know center? who's playing center, but Elmer can Raymond, play center. Raymond, I think Raymond's smart enough he could play center. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a playmaker. I think he could play center. It takes some adjusting, play. but... He could do it. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, this is going to be a fun team. This might be the most fun team in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a fun conversation. I like that. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else for this episode? I can't really think of anything. Um, no. I guess I'll pre- we play. You know, we, play, we don't play till Wednesday. Thank you. Um, St. Louis. And we play on Saturday against Buffalo. Two games we should win. St. Louis, you think? St. Louis hasn't been great of late. They're also, good. I think I, I also think Jordan Bennington's not good. You are an idiot. Have you seen the way he's played this year? I hate he Jordan Bennington. He's like 40 shots a game. Why do you hate him? Because he's just, he's just a loser. His Why? attitude. Why? His attitude he, sucks. He's cocky yeah. and fun after the whistle. I love that. A little that whiny shit. baby. You're a little whiny baby. <laughs> I love Jordan, Jordan Bennington. Bennington. I, I love his meltdowns when he's just not having a good day, game. He just I love outrageous. players that show emotion. <laughs> yeah. He's never done anything super stupid. I like... Swing, swinging, swing, swinging, swing your, swinging your stick at someone's head is not stupid. He didn't hit him. It was a fake. Swing. <laughs> he just swung his stick. I swung my stick at yeah, someone's he didn't head and made connection guy. with it and got suspended. That's he different. He didn't That's completely different. Chris guy. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And probably we won't even see Bankton. We'll probably see Billy Huso. Billy Huso is good too. We're at that he point. Had he had a really bad. He, he was really bad last year. I got a shutout his only game or at the first game of the season with like a thirty save shutout. I don't know. I think Bennington's so good. And you don't like him just because he's crybaby. I also don't. I also don't think he's that good. Have you seen his stats this year? I actually look haven't it. looked. But if you look at yeah, you look it up and tell me what it's. I know his other stats. Like right after he signed that first deal after the cup, I know he was garbage. We have so much Come, expectation at that point. And then he yeah. decided another contract extension. I'll tell you in one second. Okay. I well, I think Andy's kind. Of, I think Andy's more with me than than with you. I think. Oh, he's, he's got a nine twelve, with a two sick two, with a two eighty five. But dude, some of these games he's just hung out to dry. He'll have like forty saves. And I agree. Like, I agree that St. Louis like four has goals. like major collapses. They yeah. have bad collapses. I, I agree. I agree with that sense. I, I just I like, also don't think he's that good. I just forget who I was playing in fantasy in the one week, but Bennington had like so many points against. No, he he's had a couple good games this year. I should say that he's not. I'm not saying he's completely awful. I just think he's yeah. com- he's very overpaid. He also is in a division where you can get just shelled at any given time. Yeah, against yeah. Colorado, especially Colorado started finding their game now. Oh my god, they are. Kadri's been so good for Colorado recently. Kadri is so good. Yes, he's he just is. dumb. Well, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and McKinnon's McKinnon's missed <laughs> so much. He's <laughs> out for he's out for another couple weeks. My yeah. boy Makar is back too. He had like seven points in the last three games. <laughs> Sam Gerard started playing well too. Yeah, yeah, they have a good team. Um, I think it's gonna wrap. I think it's gonna wrap this one up. Um, yeah, again, we don't. Yeah, we'll do another episode Sunday probably. We think because it's gonna be Thanksgiving this week. Yeah, Thursday's a no go. Yeah, don't play till Wednesday. Wanna, we play Wednesday. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do an episode of one game. One game. Yeah, and, we're, and we probably wouldn't be able to. We'd be recording during the game, and that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. 
uh, that'll wrap this episode up for the production line podcast thank you everyone for listening uh subscribe on apple follow us on spotify grants blowing kisses to everyone <laughs> thank you <laughs>